Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Now, with a look at local, regional, and international NASCAR racing, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. It is Wednesday, October 23rd, and while NASCAR's regional touring took a little bit of a break over the weekend, that gave the opportunity for NASCAR's local tracks to heat things up. And Kyle, while things got heated up on the racetrack, rain was not in the favor of a lot of racetracks, especially here locally, including Hickory for that fall brawl race. Yeah, Hickory Motor Speedway tried to get their one-day show in on Saturday, and unfortunately, Mother Nature showed up just after the A limited late model race won by Stevie Johns Jr. The 200-lap late model race uh, had to be run on Sunday afternoon. And uh, it was, I guess, one of the big late model races in the South, one of the final big late model races in the South to be completed. And no surprise on who went to victory lane. Part of a wild month for this young driver after getting upside down two weeks ago at the Martinsville Speedway. From going upside down to victory lane, Taylor Gray ended up taking that win. Qualified on the pole Pretty much dominated that race, but an interesting finish and a great finish by Gracie Trotter right behind him in second. From the sounds of it, she just ran out of laps there, had a great car. But uh, looking forward to talking to Taylor Gray. We'll have him on the show a little bit later to talk about that victory and yeah, a little bit about Martinsville. But also down south, New Smyrna also had the Heart to Heart 100. Jeff Jaquette checking that one out. And Steven Nassi, another great run. He is a late model driver on fire right now coming home second. A huge field of cars down at the New Smyrna Speedway. I got the list here. 26 drivers entered the event and a great top five. Chiquette, you mentioned, picked up the win. Stephen Nassi in second. Good run by Giovanni Bramante in third. Casey Roderick, Anthony Sergi rounded out the top five. Uh, a great race. And, and again, I believe another race affected by Mother Nature was supposed to run on Saturday and, in fact, ended up on Sunday afternoon down at the New Smyrna Speedway. So uh, not a, a good Saturday for short track racing across the country. But Sunday looked good and, and some great racing indeed. And you mentioned Giovanni Bermonti. We talked about him in a couple shows uh, previously. He's picked up some late season speed, some great finishes in that super late model this season. And he will join the K&N or the ARCA uh, field next year with Visconti Motorsports. So he'll be one of their developmental drivers alongside having Josh Berry help him. So it'll be cool to see him make that transition into the ARCA series. But speaking of ARCA, they also wrapped up their 2019 campaign this past weekend at Kansas. Came down to the wire there for Christian Eckes and Michael Self, but it was Eckes that not only collected the victory, but also the championship. Yeah, for the most part, it was winner take all. Christian Eckes knew what he had to do, and that is win the race on Friday night to kick off the busy race weekend at the Kansas Speedway. And he did just that was able to pick up the race win and the championship over Michael Self. And Ty Majeski rounded out the top three. Brett Holmes in the four spot. Travis Braden rounded out the top five. And for Eckes, this is the first champion that the Arkham Menard Series has had since 1996 that has missed a race and was still able to win the championship. Remember, Christian had that illness back at the Salem Speedway a couple of months ago where he was unable to race, but battled through it all and was able to pick up the championship. So, uh, 
congratulations to Christian. I'm sure we'll see him more next year uh, in the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series. And speaking of seasons also being over, the NASCAR Will and Modified Tour capped their season off a couple weeks ago. We talked to champion Doug Kobe, but a lot of news has come out of the NASCAR Will and Modified Tour um, garage area there, including some new tracks that have been introduced. Jennerstown in Pennsylvania going to be on the schedule, as well as South Boston. We heard Iowa a little bit earlier in the season as well. I know they did some testing there over the last couple weeks. The, the Wheel and Modified Tour schedule is shaping up to be very exciting, including Martinsville. It's going to be an interesting schedule, and I think one of the, the schedules in the last couple of decades that these teams and these fans are really excited about. You mentioned Iowa Speedway on the schedule for the first time. Doug Kobe out there doing some tire testing this week for, uh, for those cars when they go back there next summer. South Boston Speedway, they've confirmed that they will uh, begin their season on March 21st with the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Jennerstown Speedway in Pennsylvania, first time that they will host a NASCAR Modified Tour race since 2006. I believe Donnie Aaliyah was the last modified winner there more than a decade ago. So it's going to be a great schedule. Then you throw in all of the traditional events at the Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park and the, the Stafford Motor Speedway with the Spring Sizzler and the Fall Final, New Hampshire Motor Speedway, uh, just to name a couple. Riverhead Raceway, I'm sure, will be on there. So it's going to be a great 2020 season and uh can't wait to get it going sadly we just ended the season you know what eight days ago at thompson so got a long wait and aside from also the schedule being released some other news coming out of there um timmy salamito looking for a ride for the 2020 campaign but a driver that can maybe take a sigh of relief is the young gun of matt swanson he has re-signed with bowler for 2020 it'll be awesome to see him really take what he's learned over this season and put it into the 2020 schedule yeah, Matt Swanson has come on strong in the last couple of months, and I talked to him after his third-place finish at the Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park uh, just last week at the World Series of Speedway Racing, and he didn't want the season to end. Coming off a top-five finish at the Fall Final, finished third at Thompson, really just coming into their own in his first full season with that team. He believes he can contend for the championship next year, and the question was also posed is, you know, now that Craig Lutz has won a race and everybody was expecting Craig to take that first win, is he the next first-time winner on the NASCAR Modified Tour? He believes yes. We'll talk to him about that here in a little bit. But I look for Matt Swanson to contend with Justin Bonsignor and Doug Kobe for that championship in 2020. And it's crazy to think he made his debut on the tour at just 15 years old. I was looking up some of his stats today, and it said his birthday was year 2000. And I was like, wow, how is someone 19 years old in 2000 making that debut in 2015? So uh, cool to see you. Looking forward to talking to Matt Swanson here when we return on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. 
Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Hi, this is Mike Bagley. Join me and the rest of the MRN crew every Tuesday night for NASCAR Live. We'll get you up to date with the latest news stories and ready for the upcoming race weekend. That's what it boils down to. You know, anything can happen in between. And uh, we've seen it in the last few years, kind of how crazy things can get. Hear exclusive interviews, expert analysis, and much more. Wheel that thing, brother. Wheel it. That's why you never give up, guys. Never give up. It's NASCAR Live this Tuesday night at 7 Eastern on the Motor Racing Network. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. And coming off of a third-place finish at Thompson's uh, Speedway for the World Series, Matt Swanson recently announced he has re-signed with his team for the NASCAR Whelan Modified Tour 2020 campaign, and he joins us now on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Matt, first off, congratulations on a solid 2019 season. And I have to wonder, you've got to be very excited that you can Take a sigh of relief over the off season and really prepare for 2020. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, like you said, we can definitely take a sigh. We can definitely uh, take a sigh of relief that uh, we have our plans for 2020 already, and um, you know, we have some really good momentum going into the 2020 season. We finished off 2019 really strong, so uh, you know, just chomping at the bit for 2020 to come around and ready to get the tour season started back up again the announcement came just before the fall final at the stafford motor speedway and then you went on a day and two days later to finish in the top five that carried over to a third place finish at thompson talk about momentum are you, are you scared you might lose that momentum in this long off season are you sad that the season ended just over a week ago at thompson i don't think so uh, i don't think we'll lose it just because we kind we kind of know why we're on such a positive momentum streak right now. You know, we've been working really hard in the shop. Um, and myself and my crew chief, Greg Fournier, think we found a, a package with our race cars that not only I I like, um, you know, they, uh, they, they definitely see that the race car likes it and it, it gives the race car a lot of speed. So, um, you know, this positive momentum hasn't just come because of luck. It's definitely come because of hard work and, um, you know, we're not going to just sit back over the off season and, um, let the cars collect dust. They're all, they're all getting ready to be rebuilt and, uh, gone through so we can, uh, get started back up, up again at, uh, South Boston next year. It was really fun to see going into the 2019 season, the announcement that you're going to be joining this team, a very historic race car, a historic number. Um, what was your takeaway from this season? You've been racing on the tour since roughly 2015, but this is your first full season with this team. You get to go into 2020 with them as well. What did you learn from this season that you look forward to applying in 2020? Uh, it was definitely a big eye-opener for me. Um, this is the first time that I've run a full wheel modified tour season. Um, along with having to work on the cars and help get them prepared uh, for every race we go to. Um, and, you know, it, it just shows how much effort and commitment goes into running a full tour schedule. And, 
Um, not only just running a full tour schedule, but making sure the cars are prepared uh, the best they can be and uh, have them ready to go chase chase wins and chase top fives and ultimately try and win a championship at the end of the year. So um, that aspect of it was definitely a big eye-opener for me. But, you know, um, I think we started off a little slower than we had wanted to. Uh, we ended up having some issues on pit road at the beginning of the year, just stuff that needed to be worked out before we could really consider ourselves contenders. And um, once the summer months came around, we, we really started to plug off some good finishes. And, um, you know, it showed again at the end of the year there when we uh, started running in the top five and top 10 consistently. So like I say, uh, just really looking forward to getting started back up again next year. And, um, you know, 2020 is probably one one of the most uh, optimistic seasons, and it's probably the most optimistic I've ever been going into a season about, um, you know, chasing that first one and possibly chasing a championship. So I'm just really excited to get it started back up again. The first two and a half years of your NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour career was with your family operation. Midway through last year, you made the switch to the bowler team. What was that transition like? for you going from the family team to one of the most iconic teams and, and the longest running team in, in NASCAR modified racing? At first it, it was, it was kind of strange just because, you know, with my family team, it was myself, my father and my two older brothers that kind of got that car ready to go every week. And, um, you know, when you go from working with your family to going work with, you know, my crew chief now, Greg Fournier, John McKenna, Scott Richards, all the guys that work down at the bowler shop. It's just a, it's a change of scenery. And, um, that definitely took a little bit to get used to, but you know, once I, once I really started becoming really good friends with my crew chief, Greg, and you know, all the guys down there in Freetown, it, it almost turned back into a, a family, family type deal. You know what I mean? You know, uh, we worked, together in the shop every day and uh, you know when you go to the racetrack with the bowler guys it, it really does feel like a family so um you know we've gotten really close with all the guys over the time that i've been racing with them and um honestly they they are like a second family to me so it almost feels like i'm back running with the family 89 again but you know we uh we still have the same goal in mind and that's to finish up front with old blue and uh have Lenny smiling upstairs looking down on us. So, um, you know, like I say, it definitely does feel like a family operation again, though, down there in East Freetown, Mass. And you said it there, the late race or throughout the season, you're now gelling with your crew chief and gelling with your team. That's, you know, committed themselves to it's some speed. So you've got to be excited to take that into 2020, but we talked about it a little bit in the pre-show the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour schedule for 2020 is um, had some twists and turns added to it, including Iowa, Jennerstown, South Boston, as well as Martinsville. So there's a lot of aspects of the 2019 season that are going to be switched up for 2020. How do you prepare for some of those racetracks, including one like Iowa, that you can't just drive up the road and test at? Uh, it's just going to take a lot of homework. Uh, you're going to have to look back at old races, even though they're not modified races. Um, you're just going to have to do a lot of homework and research, um, before going there. Um, you know, Doug's out there testing right now, doing the tire test. So I'm sure a lot of input will get, um, kind of told to all the teams after NASCAR is done testing out there with Doug and, 
Um, you know, you just got to kind of play it by ear, and uh, once you got it, once you get there, you got to be prepared for multiple different scenarios with what the race car is going to want because none of us really know what what the race cars are going to need when we go to a track like that. And uh, luckily for me, I don't know about how many other tour teams there are that still run, but uh, the bowler guys have gone to both Martinsville and Jennerstown. So um, we kind of have that in our back pocket. They have a little bit of experience out there, but Iowa's definitely going to be one of the uh, one of the um, kind of decision makers when it comes down to the end of the year who can adapt well and um, get out of there with a good run. And that's definitely going to be something that that can uh, change the end of the year when it comes down to the points championship and um, ultimately decide that. So, um, like I say, it's just going to take a lot of hard work at the shop. You're uh, going to have to be prepared and uh, do your homework before you go out there. Final question for you, and, and other than the obvious answer of the next race, which we guess will be South Boston, where are you most comfortable and where do you think that first win could come at? Um, you know, if you had asked me that question at the beginning of this year, it probably would have been Thompson just because of my success in the past with Thompson. Um, my best finish with my family car was at Thompson and the best, my best finish with, with the three car was at Thompson. Um, you know, so if you'd asked me at the beginning of the year, I probably would have said Thompson, but at the end of the year here, we, we kind of plugged off some top fives at Stafford and Loudon. So, you know, there, there's a lot of places up in the air that it could come, but, you know, um, it may come when I least expected at a track I would never expect it to come at. So, um, like I say, I'm going to, I'm going to race every race and every racetrack the same way I would a place that I'm confident at, like Thompson or Stafford and, you know, it'll come when it comes. Well, we look forward to watching you in the 2020 season. Um, again, congratulations on such a good 2019 season, and enjoy your off season. and thanks for coming on NASCAR Coast to Coast, Matt. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. That was Matt Swanson, driver of the NASCAR Will and Modified Tour. Uh, plans to be full-time again in 2020 with Bull and Motorsports. But when we return, we will have Taylor Gray, the late model stock winner from the Hickory Fall Brawl, on next year on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments. Experience realistic racing simulators and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. 
The race to the championship is coming through the desert. It's the Blue Green Vacations 500 NASCAR semifinal race weekend at Phoenix's ISM Raceway. Now, after a $178 million modernization project, it's more personal than ever. With access that gets you into the infield and NASCAR garages, and even closer to the cars and drivers. Don't miss the Blue Green Vacations 500 semifinal race weekend at ISM Raceway, November 8th through the 10th. Lock in your seats now at ismraceway.com. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. After a little bit of Mother Nature on Saturday, the Hickory Fall Brawl was moved to Sunday, where a driver looking for a little bit of redemption recently found his way to victory lane in a dominating way. Taylor Gray joins us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. First off, Taylor, thanks for coming on NASCAR Coast to Coast, and congratulations on your win on Sunday at Hickory. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my DJ Carlsy guys uh, put together a really good race car for Sunday and uh, kind of just had to adapt to the racetrack as it changed overnight. But uh, just everyone at the race shop and uh, at the racetrack just did a really good job on, on Sunday and uh, got it done. Well, how much did the racetrack change from practice and qualifying on Saturday? I guess they got one feature in on Saturday night before the rains came. Uh, full day on Sunday, did the track change much, and how much adapting did you have to do? Yeah, it completely changed. Um, just lost overall grip um, whenever the rain came. It kind of just washed away all the rubber, and then we kind of just had to wait. Um, it really didn't – It you had to adapt a lot to just kind of being a little bit more patient. On Saturday, you had a lot more grip, so you kind of um, get after a little bit more. On Sunday, you kind of just had to be patient with it. Um, just lost, losing overall grip just kind of hurt us a little bit after we had such a good setup for Saturday with a high grip racetrack. And, uh, but we adapted to it pretty well, I believe, and uh, got the win. And Hickory is one of those racetracks that you definitely do not want to have a green racetrack at. You want any and all grip you can find at that short track. It's definitely a difficult one to get around there. But from the sounds of it, you definitely hit on something, like you'd said, you adapted, you were able to be pretty dominant in the race. Uh, Gracie Trotter, though, coming home second, sounds like she had a pretty good car at the tail end of that. Was there any point during that race that you thought you may be uh, challenged for the lead there, or did you guys know you had it pretty well locked up? Um, like I didn't really realize how close she was till the last corner, um, but I, I really think everyone's really told me that she was catching us before, which that was when we were riding, but... I really think if we wouldn't have got held up by a lap car, because, I mean, a lap car held us down, pinned down on the bottom for three laps. And Hannah, you know, at Hickory, whenever you're pinned down on the bottom like that, you just burn your right front up really well. So I think if that wouldn't have happened, we would have been pretty good. But uh, it's unfortunate that happened, but we came out on the good side of it. Describe, if you can, the emotional roller coaster you have been on here the last two weeks. You picked up the win Sunday at Hickory, but... Two weeks prior to that, you were upside down in a very rare instance at the Martinsville Speedway. Very, It's been almost two decades since a car's got upside down at Martinsville, and, and you were that driver two weeks ago in the Valley Star Credit Union 300. Uh, can you describe the emotions of these last two weeks for you? Yeah. Um, as a race car driver, I've always been kind of taught um, to just kind of try to put it behind you and kind of just forget about it. You know, you'll have people come around telling you that you'll never be anything or blah, 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 because you flipped, which, I mean, it's just, that's what racing is. Things happen like that. So 
you kind of just have to put it behind you and uh, just keep moving forwards, and uh, that's what we did really well and uh, got the win. And uh, we were obviously there for the Valley Star Credit Union 300, and I've watched the video as well time and time again, and that whole scenario, that wreck, was just a strange deal. It just was something that you could not replicate if you wanted to, but like we said, we're glad to see you walk away from that, get a little bit of redemption, but... With DGR Crosley, your schedule is consisted of late model stock races um, on the Cars Tour as well as locally. Pretty heavy schedule for you. I mean, what would you say your biggest takeaway was from this season with DGR and going on into 2020? Uh, just kind of uh, bonding with all my guys and kind of getting to know them better. Um, you know, it's in racing, it's kind of a big thing to get a good bond with your crew chief so you guys can kind of see eye to eye on everything. Um, and sometimes you won't. That's just kind of how it goes. But most of the time you will if you do have a good connection with your crew chief. And um, I would say just get more seat time as it goes on. Um, seat time is very valuable, and you really can't get enough of it. How's the connection with your brother, Tanner, who uh, last year's Pro Stock champion made his way over into the circle track world this year? And, you know, you guys are, are paired up. Uh, what, what's that chemistry like between you two as you're both in the same discipline now in motorsports? Yeah, um, it's kind of a funny story. Um, I, on the racetrack, I kind of see him as my biggest rival um, off the racetrack. You know, he's just he's my brother who tried to live a normal life off the racetrack. But whenever we are on the racetrack, it's kind of my biggest rival. Um, don't really give any people, I don't know, I guess, you can just call him my biggest rival on the racetrack. And as someone who has raced with my brother and my dad as well, I relate to that 110%. I, it was a race within a race anytime we were on the racetrack together. It would, didn't matter if I finished first, second, ninth, tenth, as long as I was in front of him. That was, that was the biggest goal in bragging rights when you left the racetrack. But speaking of your brother, he's making his debut in the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series this weekend at Martinsville. He's ran a and East campaign as well. Do you have any insight of what your 2020 plans may look like? Could we see you in the ARCA Series? Yeah, so uh, what the plans are so far is running the full ARCA Series short track, obviously some not 18, and then uh, some and East and West stuff so far. It's going to be an interesting year looking for the forward to those schedules coming out for the ARCA Menard Series, the, the National Series, the East, the West, the Showdown. A lot happening in 2020 as far as uh, those series are concerned. A couple of months ago, I guess it was toward the start of the season, we had you and your brother in our studios to discuss your plans for the 2019 season. Obviously, Tanner coming over to, to circle track racing, as we talked about this year. Did you ever have an interest in drag racing? Um, I mean, you always kind of have that somewhat of an interest whenever that's been your whole life, but Whenever I really started circle track racing, I kind of just um, just fell for that. Um, that's been my favorite thing I've done my entire life. So, kind of, I don't know. You kind of always have that interest of in drag racing whenever you're in it. Whenever you're in it at the time, but I guess whenever you get out of it, you kind of are like, oh man, I'm glad I didn't do that. So, <laughs> not really. And from the sounds of it, you'll have plenty of circle track racing on your schedule for next year. But, Taylor, again, congratulations on your win this past weekend. We look forward to going into the 2020 season and following your career here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. And enjoy the offseason. Thanks. That was Taylor Gray, DGR Crosley driver who won at Hickory this past weekend in the fall brawl. But when we return, some more racing took place internationally with the Peak Mexico, Mexico Series. We'll talk about that and what to look forward to this weekend.
Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. With help from some of the sport's iconic voices. Oh, crap! And I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty! I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey guys, Corley Joy. Join me and my friends, Lauren Fox and Daryl Ma on the Sunday Money Podcast. We talk racing. Listen, a lot's happened. We talk about the race and your spectacular sixth place finish. Yeah, it was fantastic. Daryl, maybe you should start off by telling us why you weren't here last week. And just life. What is the biggest difference this, this week? Because you, you look oh, a little well, more pregnant. I found out I have a third nipple. It's Sunday Money on MRN.com, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. There's our next promo. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. While NASCAR's regional tours here stateside had the weekend off, the NASCAR Peak Mexico Series was back in action at Autodrome Miguel E. Abel, I think. Uh, Irwin Vences took the win over Ruben Revelio and Abraham Cauldron coming home third. The NASCAR Peak Mexico Series has two races left on their schedule where they will crown a champion December 1st. Uh, right now, Ruben Garcia Jr. currently leads the points over Hermanos Rodriguez and Abraham Cauldron by 36 points. Uh, and speaking of that, Ruben Garcia, one of the Drive for Diversity Rev Racing drivers, uh, the Drive for Diversity Combine was announced this past week. A handful of participants will go to New Smyrna to compete for that. And Kyle, it's something we look forward to following every year as they get ready to set their lineup for the 2020 season. Yeah, we look at the initial drivers that are going to participate in the Combine this week at New Smyrna Speedway. It's a two-day event, and, and after that, they'll select, uh, Rev Racing, that is, will select their drivers from this group that will compete in the NASCAR Wheel and uh, All-American Series and, I guess, what will be the ARCA uh, Menard Series East and West, or at least the East Series, next year. So some of the drivers that will participate in the Combine, familiar uh, names to us. They include uh, Chase Cabry, who's been part of the team this year running in the NASCAR K&N Pro Series East. How about Loris Haysman, this year's NASCAR Whelan Euro Series champion, looking to maybe to come to run full-time in the States. We'll see. He did a great job in the NASCAR Whelan Euro Series this year. Nicholas Sanchez, who's been running in the NASCAR Whelan Euro Series this or the NASCAR Whelan All-American Series this year. He'll be back. You're also doing a part-time K&N East schedule. Ryan Vargas has had so much success down on the West Coast in the Wheeling All-American Series. He's going to try to get one of those rides for next year. Gracie Trotter, we talked about her earlier, coming home second at Hickory. She'll be part of the Combine, along with Brooke Stower, who we had on the show earlier this year as well, and is a current member of the Drive for Diversity program at Rev Racing. She's been running a lot of late model stock races in the NASCAR Wheeling All-American Series. We wish all the participants the best of luck and uh, look forward to talking to many of them throughout the 2020 campaign. 
Definitely an awesome program that NASCAR, Rev Racing, and the Drive for Diversity program have put together, giving drivers an opportunity to showcase their talents at NASCAR's local and regional touring. So, like you said, look forward to uh, seeing the roster for the 2020 season for Rev Racing, and best of luck to those participants. But looking forward to this weekend, the NASCAR Canaan West is back in action another weekend as they head to Kern County Raceway Park. Uh, as of right now, Derek Krause has a pretty padded points lead over 40 with Trevor Huddleston, but the battle's going to heat up for third or second through uh, fourth there with only four points separating Trevor Huddleston, Jagger Jones, and Haley Deegan. It will be a late night of racing here on the East Coast as racing set to get underway at 8.30 California time. So don't forget, you can watch all of the action from K- or from Kern County Raceway Park with the NASCAR Canaan Pro Series West on Fans Choice TV. We look forward to talking about it next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. So, Kyle, look forward to doing it next week with you. Uh, We'll have some action to talk about from out west. We're down to it. Final couple of weeks. We'll see you guys next week for producers Daryl and Brian Yesowich. I'm Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Ricky. We will see you next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. And by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast can be found on MRN.com, Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.